Thanks for joining us for the Changing the Industry podcast, where we try to effectuate change for the better, one conversation at a time. Part of that change is providing help for those that need it. This is why we've partnered with the Institute for Automotive Business Excellence. Whether it's help with sales, operations, or just getting your numbers in order, these folks are some of the very best in the industry. And for our listeners, they'll sit down with you and go over your strengths, your weaknesses, and the opportunities that are in front of you. They'll create a customized plan for how to move forward absolutely free. That's right, free. And if your plan includes one-on-one coaching, they can also help you with that. There's no hard sales pitch, no obligation, just honest help from honest people. So if that's something that you think could benefit you, make sure you click on the link in the show notes. And now, on to the show. Okay, Demony, give us a... Which one's that one? That should be four. All right, kill four. Pop. Hi there. Yeah. Yeah. I can that hear you. You got to be like right on top How about of now? it. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> got to be right on top of it. It is real close. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, and we tell that to people and they're like, okay, I'll be real close. Anyway, so how's everybody doing? I know. It's uncomfortable. My chin keeps hitting it. Do it's I have un- to be that it close? It's not uncomfortable. I got hair on my chin. So like I do this <laughs> and it makes noise and then I like get distracted. And I'm over here like, we eventually <laughs> do clean him just so you know. He wasn't rubbing his chin. Just hair. mine. This oh my is God. Mine. I it's wish big. there were episodes where you were like, <laughs> yeah, there are episodes. I clean them up. <laughs> yeah. There are definitely those episodes. Um, like Robert from uh, Everybody Loves Raymond <laughs> touching the food to his chin. <laughs> Another mic, dear. Oh, turn the audio up up there. Look at those lights. Those are pretty. That's a pretty pretty, lights. pretty board. Is that yours? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you hear yourself? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I can hear myself. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Good enough. Good job. There you go. Yeah. You look, really we're skilled. Successful. It's like you know what you're doing. I know. Who would have thought? I would not have thought that. I definitely would have thought that <laughs> no. either. So introduce yourself. My name is Demony. We've known each other for a long time now. It's it's pretty crazy. A lot of years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So tell your story. David doesn't know your story. All right. I mean, from like birth. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I need all of that. (laughs) Need all of that. Like, because you got a really cool story from the way the shop started. Sure. Yeah. And like now where the shop's at is pretty crazy. It is pretty good. Yeah. I like it. It's pretty neat. Okay. Okay. So So I uh, I went to school to be a tech. Previous to that, I had uh Worked in like social services, people with developmental disabilities, nannying, elder care. And um, I was always like just so poor and always just so exhausted. And my car was always breaking down. Any, Any money I saved went to fixing my piece of crap car. Right. Can I swear on this? Of course. Sure, go not. Piece of shit. Yes. Junk box. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, you know, I, while we're on that subject, do you have a rental car? Yeah. I'm probably going to need a ride later. Okay. As we pull back in the parking lot, oh. David explains to me that we have one mile to empty oh. in his van. How far is the nearest gas station? <laughs> More than one mile. Or three miles. <laughs> Thanks, David. You're real good at that. That's, that's good. Good job. I try. He's a winner. I mean, Way to keep it exciting. Yes. I gotta say, it's kind of fun. I don't like to fill up the, the car. As we come down just... the interstate, he's like, hey, I just want you to know I'm sorry if we have to walk. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, asshole. <laughs> a 
little exercise. I never hurt anyone. No, <laughs> He's trying to keep us healthy, right? Yeah, That's right. what this is all about. Don't don't right. derail the story here. Okay, like, sorry. Right, so right, you need to fix so your, your. I eventually uh, I couldn't afford my two hundred dollar a month rent without asking my parents for money, and I was like, "It's time for me to grow up, go to school." I never went to college after high school. Get a real job. And um, the only things that I felt like would keep me interested for more than six months, because I, I couldn't hold a job for longer than that. I'd just get so bored. Psychology. I thought that would be like a cool mystery, solving people every single day or fixing cars. That also, I mean, that was just a total mystery to me. I knew. I didn't know the difference between a socket and a wrench. I knew nothing. And so I did some research. I found out psychology would take me about six years <laughs> in school and becoming a tech would take me two. <laughs> so, so that was my decision. <laughs> so I went to school. And then as I slowly started to learn like parts of cars and systems and stuff, I started realizing like that I had been taken advantage of in the past. And yeah. most I remember really specifically this moment where we were looking at a I don't even know what it was, some some car on a lift and the teacher showed us what a sway bar was. Mm-hmm. And um we had learned what tie rod ends were and tie rods and I remembered years and years ago bringing my my piece of shit shit box (laughs) uh, in for like a tire changeover or something. And the mechanic came out and said, Hey, come out to the parking lot. I want to show you something. Your car is really unsafe. So we got on our backs under the car and he grabbed this rod and he shook it back and forth. And he said, see that, that should not move. That's your tie rod, your tie rod end. It's really dangerous. It's a serious safety issue. And Mm -hmm. I was like, he is moving it. I see it moving. (laughs) That sounds like that's bad. Right. I will pay all the money I have and then some to get, to get it fixed. This fix. Right. Yeah. And um, looking at this car in school on the lift, he was grabbing the sway bar. Oh, what which moves. The... That's what it does. Right. Yeah. <laughs> moves just like it. He d- he moved it. Um, he was not showing me tie rod ends, and I Maybe realized. Maybe didn't know the difference. I mean. Okay, still got screwed over. <laughs> right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, that bar is supposed to move the way he moved it. So he would have been really strong if he was like flopping that thing around. That's true. You're right. I mean, maybe those it bushings were moving. gone. Yeah. I mean, well, it, it even was if like, the bushings it was move, like it's this. not a safe. It's not like a major safety. Concern. Yeah. No, it's not. It, but it, it depends because, like, if it's if broken, you were driving it could on the yeah, if it's completely flopping around, you. Make a lane change on the interstate, that whole car is going to start waving back and forth. I will and say it did have a death out. wobble. It was a terrifying that, vehicle to drive. Listen, in, in the South, that's normal. <laughs> to yeah. be fair, what, it was. What are you talking about? The <laughs> South? Yeah, make, you, what are you even saying? All these people show up. They're going to, to school, right, in my hometown, and they show up and like they. They worry about these things like death wobbles. I can't keep my car on the road. Well, I mean, that's a feature, right? <laughs> like when you That gotta, makes it fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you turn the steering wheel a quarter this way and a quarter that way to stay in the middle of the lane. It's, yeah. That's called driving. I got to say, I was traveling around the country a couple of years ago, and 
So in Vermont, we have state inspections, mm-hmm. and they're a pain in the ass. You have to get them every year, and you have to put thousands of dollars into and, your And car. y'alls are like real state inspections. Oh, serious. Yeah, yeah. they're very serious safety not. inspections. Right. So <laughs> I have a friend in North Carolina. <laughs> does your state inspector <laughs> think that they're not serious? Oh, you know what he does? <laughs> you want to know what he does? What's that? Lucas and I have been telling you about Parts Tech for a while now and how it gives you access to unlimited parts and tire vendors and direct integration with over 35 shop management systems. And now they've just launched a new referral program. All you have to do is open your parts tech account, go to my shop, and click on the rewards tab. There you'll find your referral URL, which you can share via email, text message, or on your social media. If your referral signs up for a new account and places five orders in the first 30 days, parts tech will send you a $100 gift card. That's it. Nothing else is needed. Your referrals can get you $100 just for using Parts Tech, which, by the way, is absolutely free to get started with. So if you're using Parts Tech already, start sharing that referral link. And if you haven't signed up for Parts Tech yet, what are you waiting for? Click on the link in the description or go to partstech.com forward slash podcast. That's partstech.com forward slash podcast. Hey, one more thing. If you find out that your shop management system doesn't integrate with Parts Tech, it's time to upgrade. David and I use what we believe to be the very best system on the market, Shopware. With unmatched features like Parts GP Optimizer and DVX, which is their digital vehicle experience, Shopware really is way more than just a shop management software. With it, you'll be able to create an immersive and interactive experience for your client, setting you apart from everyone else using run-of-the-mill software. Are you ready to upgrade? Click the link in the show notes to get started. He's the coolest cat ever. <laughs> he, this dude is is as cool as I'll get out. If you need him, there's a shopping center down the road from my shop. And if if he's in the county during any given time, you don't even have to call him. You just show up to that <laughs> shopping center, and he'll be sitting in that parking lot with his feet hanging out the window <laughs> no. with a cigar in his mouth and his patrol vehicle. That is his life. Man, he's got it made. He really does. He's an awesome dude. What is he doing? That, that, it's his Just job smoking. description, man. It's his job description. <laughs> Swear to God, that's what he does. <laughs> he came in the other day. Somebody, somebody actually, I, I suspect someone complained about us because he said, "I've oh, never, Shannon. I've Shannon never had, some, I've never had somebody drive a car in a state inspection before." And I don't think it's right. You, we were in Tampa yeah, when that. Yeah. Happened. And so he shows up with this sign, and he's like, put this on the wall in case anybody says anything. And it, like, says, we have to drive your car, right? <laughs> like, we – he's like, yeah, most of them don't. But if you got that on the wall, they can't say anything about it, can they? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> cool. All right. Thanks. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, we, we don't have your – you've got real safety inspections. Yeah, I mean, they're serious. And my friend who lives in Nashville was like – Oh, you guys and your state inspections, they're ridiculous. I can't believe you guys go through that. And I was driving down to North Carolina and I got, it was probably Virginia. Yeah. And I have never seen from there south, I have never seen so many dead cars on the side of the road. Yeah. Like they're everywhere. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. And they just leave them. Right. Why? I don't know. What do they I, do? Where do I have they? No, I don't understand. How long hey, do they stay there? Hey, I, I guarantee you, if I if I twenty four hours here in Kansas, that's it. No, they, three days hours. in North Carolina. You got three days. Mm. So that is a lot of cars that are breaking down all the time. Well, so here's the thing: is like when I if I had taken a video when I left for the airport and I took one when I went back, you'd see the same cars 
Okay. That are just sitting there <laughs> on the side of the road. I mean, if they're the same cars, that makes me feel a little better. Yeah. If they're really clearing them out every three days, I mean, that's a I don't, crazy amount of dangerous cars that are just dying on the oh, highway. Listen, <laughs> listen we've, got, we've got the dangerous cars, okay? <laughs> We're pros with that dangerous is cars. A we fact have to be proud cars. of. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, and, and our safety inspections are... Well, does it look safe to you? <laughs> yeah. Roy Jennings is going to kill me. Roy's the local college uh, uh, automotive guy oh, yeah. for the Caldwell Community College. And he teaches the inspection class. And he's like, you know, 90% of this is inspector discretion. It's like, you just don't want to be on the 10% that is the <laughs> license and theft discretion. So I don't know which is which, but... <laughs> Hope you figure it out. <laughs> Thanks, Roy. That's some good guidance. I know. He's awesome. <laughs> He's awesome. So, so um, you got ripped off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I realized that uh, that was probably not the only time that had happened to me. And to be fair, it was a junker. And yeah. maybe, you know, maybe he misspoke, whatever. But. Whatever I paid for was not what I thought I was paying for. Yeah. And I and I didn't understand why it was being done. The reason being given to me was not necessarily the actual reason. Or maybe it was, and it was just confusing. It made me realize that I never really knew what was going on previous to that. And I thought, at the time, I still didn't know enough to fix my own car. It was still the very beginning. And... Still had a piece of shit, so was always looking for my own mechanic. And I thought, I wish I knew of a woman technician somewhere. For some reason, I feel like I could trust a woman more than I could trust a man. And I would drive a great distance to take my car to her. And then I thought, I bet a lot of other women feel the same way. I'm going to start my own shop. I'm going to start an all-girl garage. Right. And I'm going to make... <laughs> $10 million, <laughs> which was my plan up until I started looking for tax and I realized that was an impossibility. But from that point on, that was my goal was to right. open my own shop. So I took all the business classes I could. Every decision I made ha was informed by the fact that I was going to start my own shop. Right. And uh, I worked for a couple of years after I graduated through school and then graduated as a tech. And um, my first job, it was actually, I was really excited about it once I graduated. My first job, um, it was maintaining a fleet of delivery vehicles. And it was an older guy who was really excited to have a new technician, an apprentice. And I was really excited. We got along really well. Um, but he was a toucher. Not, he wasn't like, grabbing my boobs or my butt or anything, but yeah. he'd like go by me and put his hand on my waist or there was a point where I like, I needed some help underneath the dash with something and he came and he just left his hand on my thigh and it made me really uncomfortable yeah. and I, I was too young and too inexperienced. I didn't know how to say anything. I didn't know what to do. And so instead of being like, dude, stop touching me, <laughs> which right. was like, all I really needed to say. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I just turned into a total bitch and I made our work environment really unpleasant. And I started like leaving as early as I could and 
I don't know. I, I, I made it a really unpleasant place. And so he, I believe he started looking for reasons to fire me. Yeah. So they did. They fired me and they pulled me in and they told me that I was a safety hazard and I didn't have the maturity or like the knowledge to look and see what had really happened. And I really believed that I was a safety hazard. And I thought, this is my first job after graduation. There's no way I'm going to ever get another job my only reference is going to tell them I'm a safety hazard. I can never, I can never get another job. And um, I was just utterly devastated. And I didn't, I, I just lost all my self-confidence. I thought I was done. I thought I had just wasted all this time in school. And um, during all this, I had been going to... Um, women business owners network meetings and meeting all these women business owners, just getting ready, just, you know, cause I still wanted to open my own shop. And I met a woman who was the, her job was to help women. She worked for KeyBank, and her job was to help women start businesses essentially. And so she said, well, why don't you, instead of just sort of giving up, why don't you go and work on the advisor side for a while? So I did that. I worked as a, um, I worked as an advisor at a dealership for about two years. It was possibly the worst job <laughs> I've ever had. It was a nightmare, but it was for sure the best job I could have had for starting my right. own business. Yeah, I mean, just learning the miseries of that oh, job. Oh man, it's tough, right? <laughs> it's horrible, and it was. Um, so it was a dealership, but it was also a used car superstore. Okay. So people were buying, they would sell cars that should not have been sold. Yeah, should have been scrapped or should yeah. have been like, you yeah. know, completely redone or yeah. something. And they would not tell them that it wouldn't be under warranty. And so I got to deal with all oh of the angriest, angriest, because I just remembered <laughs> the best thing a customer ever said to me it was around Christmas time. And she bought, it was an as-is, she bought an as-is, it was like an old caravan and it was yeah. falling apart. But also they did not tell her how bad it was. So she came back, she wanted us to fix it. And I had to tell her like, you bought it as is, we're not fixing it for you. And right. she said, I hope you and your children go to hell for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just for Christmas. Just for Christmas. Come back after. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> oh, that is crazy. And I feel terrible for her. I mean, her it sucked, but also that was Yeah. I that, put that in my pocket. That's <laughs> it was top beautiful level stuff right there. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So I did that and then um I did that for two years and then I left and I opened Girlington. So cool. So yeah. tell us a little bit about the journey. Because you had you had some business owner training. We met through the coach we were using at the time, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And I've got to see the shop. Amazing shop. Mm. Beautiful community. Thank right? you. Right? And like yes. the shop is awesome. Yeah. And like really cool culture, right? Like it, it's – we've been in quite a few shops, but her shop's a lot like mine or yours, right? Mm. Like where it's laid back, it's chill, it's – you know, it's not. We, we do like a lot of touching other. at our shop. <laughs> you know, well, now that I'm the boss, of course, I do a lot of touching. I mean, that's what you do, <laughs> right? Well, <laughs> you know, David brought up this really interesting fact, and he's like, 
we were talking about um I can't remember, maybe it was in our new group or something that somebody said something about hiring a woman and they're like, I am so afraid to hire a woman. And David's like, What I mean, what are you like, what is it that you're thinking <laughs> you think you're gonna, gonna do? I mean, are you hiring people you- <laughs> to try and start a relationship? Like, is that people are afraid of that. I don't know what their deal is. I mean, like I, I don't know. I mean, I've never hired somebody and been like, hmm, I'm going to hire me. <laughs> you, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's up with Do that? you think that they're afraid of their lack of control or the unknowable nature of women? Unknowable nature of women? <laughs> I don't know These how else to These people have <laughs> girlfriends and wives right. and daughters. Like, what's, so it's got to be. I don't know what it is. These people yeah. are deranged. <laughs> I I mean, I I, I don't. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. It's weird. Like, I never... It is weird. I don't get it either. I mean, aside from Eric, like, I don't put my hands on people that work for me, right? <laughs> like, or Eric. <laughs> He's touchy with Eric. Yeah, uh, it's bad. It's yeah. bad. It's real bad. I mean, is it worth it? No, no. it's not. <laughs> Maybe it's you not. should stop. <laughs> it's not like that. Oh, is man. it like that? No. <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the... I got him good the other day. He, he, okay, I got to tell this really gross story. He, <laughs> oh, he goes through the poor Eric. He goes through the, the hallway, right? Like walking out of the office into the shop and he walks through and he just like lets one rip right through there. And I open the door and I'm walking into the shop and I'm like, oh my God, that is terrible. What is that? And like everybody in the shop is like dry even. He's like, it's not that bad guys. And he's like, you know. <laughs> Walking around, almost like he's offended. He always brags about this, and now he's offended by it. So, um, so he decided to repeat the story. No, so Terry, right? See, he doesn't touch. He he in, inflicts psychological damage to these people. <laughs> so I don't know what's worse. Is that better? Yeah. <laughs> so he he walks back. This in is mental there. scarring. <laughs> no, no, this is mental scarring. So Terry walks in. He's like, man. He's like, you got to get him back. But none of us want to like take the risk. He's like, you know you're the only person here that everyone is afraid of. <laughs> and I'm like, you're afraid of me? He's like, I am not playing a practical joke on you. Like, I know there's consequences for that. Eric kicked you in the nuts one time four years ago, and he gets kicked <laughs> every morning when he comes into work. Do you kick him every morning? Some, I mean, maybe, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, and so Eric walks into the, Terry hands me this bottle of that liquid aspray. And Eric walks in, and dude, I just well, his hold on, beard right hold here. on. What what is liquid ass spray? Please tell me it's not just like s- fart. It's, just, it's never, just fart spray. Yeah, it's, it just it's just terrible. extremely foul. So gross. It's extremely foul. I mean, it's it's bad. It's <laughs> I'm bad. horrified. It's like <laughs> you've seen the you've seen the the um, the Amazon boxes. The guy engineers to throw glitter and fart spray. Oh my god! Have you ever seen that? No. So this guy was uh, wanted to get back at people that stole packages off of porches. Okay. So he decided to design a glitter bomb that when they <laughs> opened it, terrible. it would throw glitter all over their house. And he wanted to up it and have it oh start spraying God. out fart spray. And that is so horrifying. he's designed it five or six times now <laughs> where it's like a certain amount of fart spray He's got cameras in there, so it'll start to take pictures of them. <laughs> oh as soon as they open the the thing, and he kept changing the design because they would open the box, 
it would then start to like go nuts. It would start flashing lights and saying three, two, and they didn't know what was going to happen. So they would put the cover back on. So then he designed these little legs to kick out and prevent the box from getting <laughs> closed back up. It was pretty impressive. Yeah, he, like he he engineered the heck out of this thing, and they're still making them. He's still making them. Right, you don't want to sell really a package like off of a Porsche for that reason. Yeah, that's that? beautiful. I like his determination. Well, now he's doing it for YouTube views. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He the the best one yet is it, like you've seen those scammer payback videos. Like where the scammers will steal the money. Well, they started tracking them and they yeah. would figure out where they were and they would like release boxes of cockroaches in their office and they would like, it, it's pretty crazy. If you ever get a chance, like go watch them. It's That's nice. fun. Yeah. I like that hole. I'll go down that YouTube hole. Yeah, it's terrible. But um, yeah, so Eric, Eric, yeah, poor Eric. Now I'm kind of feeling bad. Poor Eric. You should feel bad. <laughs> I've tried to make you feel bad for what you do to poor Eric. He puts up with it though. I just want to point out. You know out. how he gets back at you? He writes up 45-page dissertations on diagnosing bad spark plug <laughs> wires on a Buick. Yeah, and, 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 and is still wrong at the water. end of it. It's <laughs> still wrong at the end of it. So it wasn't the wires? I don't know if it was the wires or not. After she got done reading his essay, she was like, <laughs> I think I probably just should scrap the car. And I'm like, no, you're probably right. You should scrap the car. <laughs> this is a Buick, older Buick that still has spark plug wires. It's a car that, that you had to pour two quarts of oil in to get it in the shop. Oh, Jesus. And then you had to pour two quarts of oil back in it to get it out but of the see, shop. See, on those old Buicks, it doesn't burn the oil. It leaks the oil all over the motor mounts, and then the engine kind of sits cattywampus. That is also a feature. What's the what's the cattywampus uh, mountain word for? Psygoggle. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah, side goggles. I, I like that. That's the way it works. Yeah. Cattywampus side. Do you guys have your own language in Vermont? I don't think for sideways. I mean, do you have weird words? <laughs> he, there's oh, a sure. whole there's a whole vocabulary. They've yeah. they've got these words that just I airy, airy mm-hmm. means it's windy. Airy. airy. I mean, there's a lot of okay, air going yeah. on. Yeah, I like it. See, makes yeah. sense. Okay, that's weird, dude. No, I don't nothing for, like that. Really? I mean, I'm sure Vermont does, and I just—I mean, we like wicked. I use that all the oh, time. It's a Boston thing, a New England thing. That's I guess, true. I grew up saying. near Boston. Yeah, I don't know. I bet they're there, and I just don't realize it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry for being just, so boring. How'd you escape the accent? Oh, I moved around a lot as a kid. Okay. So I didn't move to Vermont. Uh, I went to high school there, and then moved to Burlington where I am now in 2000. So I had my accent pretty well established by then. So California, then Boston. Oh, okay. And Vermont. I think it's in the genes there. Yeah, (laughs) it is. (laughs) Well, so like, tell us the story from the shop from that point forward. Right. And, and a, like, why did you kind of tell us where you were when you decided to get a coach? Right. Because there was a point when, like things didn't exactly seem like they were going like you thought they should go. Yeah. So um, I started it in 2009. Okay. Right after. So I through 2008, I was sort of ramping up to starting it, writing my business plan. And my mom and dad had recently separated. And I was like, well, why don't you come up and help me start this? Keep me company. <laughs> yeah. And so she came up. Like as, uh, as like everything was falling apart, 
the recession yeah. was beginning and and um she in the beginning we thought oh you'll just be here maybe one two days a week to give me some support you'll be here for six months yeah and then you can you know go back to Massachusetts and after a, like one month I was like, oh, you can never leave. <laughs> right. Like, you work here <laughs> and now, by also, the way. also, you need to quit your other part-time job because you're here full-time now. <laughs> right. Um, and so she and I, we just built it up um, pretty slowly. Uh, started out with, I think, just one tech. Our, our lifts weren't even, they didn't arrive in time, so we opened and I had no lifts. We were working on our backs. Right. Um, and then, um, anyway... We slowly grew and grew, and my mother and I do not work well together. Okay. Um, and over the years, it evolved so that we were each working two and a half days a week so that we wouldn't... Like, yeah. Yeah. So she would work Monday through Wednesday morning, and then I would work. We'd overlap for an hour and talk. I right. know. I'll start that again. Sorry about that. I gotta keep my hands down here. <laughs> well, as long as you're talking to the mic, you can yeah, you swing can. Around yeah, all you I'll want. just keep David them over knocks here. the mics over. Like <laughs> we we got a whole bunch of new equipment once, and like literally within the first five or six minutes, he's like moving his hands and flop something over on one of the pieces of equipment I'm like, onto your laptop. Yeah. Oh yeah. no. Oh, but it. I was imagining like a can of soda. I don't know no, why. No, right there was a mic. Yeah. It was a mic. Yeah. These mics are heavy. They'll they'll hurt somebody. Oh, they yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, so you hate your mom. Work. Yeah, we hated each other. We would overlap <laughs> an hour. We were working two and a half days a week. And like the hour we overlapped would be spent in the office yelling at each other. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> sucked. And then I had a mental breakdown. I didn't have a mental breakdown, but I had um, hyperpara primary hyperparathyroidism, which uh, I was bedridden for uh, six months. Holy cow. And I was able to come in for my two and a half days a week, but that was literally the only energy I had. It was all the energy I had. Um, and it also, I got it fixed, but it led to like major depression. And so right. my mom said, you need to take time off. You need to like go away from the business. I'll keep it running for you yeah. and um, go away for two years and figure your shit out and come back. And then if you want to keep running it or if you never want to come back, we'll figure out what to do, which was, I mean, thank God. Yeah. I mean, she like that mom. is like y'all may have been yeah. at each other, but dude, that is. Yeah. She's that's a legit. Good mom. Yeah, that's legit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And so she did. She ran it. Okay. And um, then I came back after two years and she was like, <laughs> I am done. <laughs> right. Like I'm out. <laughs> this is my retirement. Yeah. So you can pay me for two more years and then we'll figure out what my like fee is. How, right. You know how to. So anyway, so she was out and that was in, I came back in 2006. 16, I think. Okay. Um, and once she left, she had made some changes that really affected the business that I, I was having a hard time sort of overcoming and yeah. putting back together. And um, what, what were those changes? What were the things that? One of the things was that she, one of our texts, she 
um, put on salary. Okay. In order, he was an incredible producer and an incredible diagnostic diagnostician. He oh, hold on. What happened to the all girl garage? Thing? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, so um as soon as I started looking for techs, I realized there are no there are very few women yeah. out there. And I it's like one percent of the population. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, like, I guess that's not ever gonna happen <laughs> in my dreams. <laughs> so um I oh, have what had about, what what about the shop in Pennsylvania? I know. There is one shop out there. Mm -hmm. Uh I don't know how it's amazing, and I'm jealous. Doesn't she has all female mechanics, right? I think yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. It has been. It's been done. Um, I just never. Is it just like the area. Then? Also, There's who wants to move people? to Vermont? It is really cold. It's really cold. Hey, it's in the gorgeous. summer months, it's nice. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's. I it's really love nice. it. I will it's never leave, live anywhere else. But yeah, it's but you like cold. the cold. I, I like the cold. I just because she lives in Vermont. <laughs> yeah. I hate the cold. Yeah, what? I hate the cold. It sucks. I've seen your snowdrifts. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Look, the minute that I can move to Florida, I, look, I'm not. I, I've got it figured out. I don't like the super hot, and I don't like the super don't cold. Listen to him. So <laughs> instead, what I'm going to do is he's I'm gonna, mountain folk. Mountain <laughs> folk don't leave the mountain. They don't leave. I'm going to listen. I'm going to. They try to leave, <laughs> and then they're like, "You just ain't the same. Not leaving on the mountain." And then they go back. Uh, see, look, I've got that figured out though. I have it. I've got it all planned out. I'm going to buy myself a winter shop in Florida. Mm -hmm. It'll only be open in the winter. Why would you want two headaches instead yeah. of just one? <laughs> well, I, if How about you just buy a winter house in Florida? And then just manage it like uh, pull a Tom Ham. That's a good idea. But see, at least then I've got an excuse. I'm Look, the problem <laughs> is I get super bored. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, You're if I don't have, like, all kinds of things going on, yep. if I just had a house where I went to Florida and sat there, you go I, crazy. I wouldn't be there any. I, I just, Maybe you can stress yeah. from thousand miles away or whatever. Shopware is pretty useful for that. Mm. I'm, it really is. Is that what you're over here freaking out about? Like you're texting furiously? No, I forgot to pay for the rear windshield <laughs> or wear glass on a Malibu. And he's like, hey, what card do you want me to use? And I'm like, use this card. Sorry, I forgot to pay for it this morning. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so... <laughs> You you come back in. You take over for your mom. Yeah, she's got a so, technician on salary. Yeah, she put a, a technician on salary, basically to keep him. Um, she also decided to, to call him the shop foreman to give him sort of like a sense of ownership. ownership yeah, yeah, I think, and um, that just I mean it really affected. He was never he never stopped working. I mean mm -hmm. he was billing fifty hours a week regularly, so it was okay. Um, but it's just not how I would do it. And it sort of like tied my hands with other texts. And um, and and I honestly... Was it I, the salary thing or the... Well, he's now the shop it foreman It was the salary thing. and the shop foreman thing. He did not want to be a shop foreman. He didn't want the responsibilities of it. He did like taking care of the shop in terms of like making sure we had the enough of the kinds of oils we had. Or letting me know when there was a mess that needed to be cleaned up yeah. in the shop. You know... But he didn't want the responsibility of overseeing the other technicians. He didn't want to. Uh, he was he was a um, born and raised dealer tech. You know, for twenty three years he worked yeah. at, at the Ford dealership, and he liked billing hours. He liked putting out work. Yeah. He didn't want to be a shop foreman. Yeah. Um, but he was a shop foreman, and there I couldn't take that away from him. If I took that away from him. He he would have left. He was yeah. 
he's a very sensitive man, and that would have meant. This doesn't make any sense. Hold, hold on. He doesn't <laughs> want the responsibility, but I want the title. Oh, yes. But just don't hold me accountable to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He got to sort of make up what the shot foreman meant to him. Um, and it, it didn't mean a lot, but there was nothing I could do about it. I couldn't, I couldn't undo what was already done. I right. felt like, you know, so, and then there were other changes that I don't actually remember, but I remember coming back and being like, what do I do here? And so the, uh, there, there was that, that I was dealing with. And then the other part was just, I didn't have anyone to talk to anymore about yeah. what, I was doing and like, so while we were at each other's throats, we would also every day or every Tuesday, we would go out to dinner. We were, the rule was we had to finish a full drink Mm -hmm. and then we could talk about the shop. (laughs) (laughs) So once we were a little softer, we would talk about the shop and, and make these hard decisions together and bounce ideas off of each other. And I didn't have that anymore. And I felt, really alone and really lost and I didn't know how to sort of steer things in another direction and make things grow the way I wanted to yeah. without someone to bounce that off of. Yeah. So that's when I started looking for uh, a coach. Right. And I found Rick. Yeah. And I I actually I went to one of his classes at Vision and I was like well, I liked what he said, but I don't want him as a coach. Right. He's not for me. Right. And then he taught, I think Amy Matinat was actually like, no, 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 no. Rick's great. You need to talk to Rick. So I talked to Rick and I was like, I want one-on-one. And Rick was like, I'm not doing one-on-one. Right. I'm doing group coaching. You should join. And he talked me into joining. Right. And that's where I met you. Yep. And that was, it was excellent. It was yep. great. And, and we had like our little group of like a family. Yeah. Right. For a long time. Yeah. It was really special. And so like, what were the challenges you were facing when it was like, Hey, I've got a, I, I mean, I know like you felt alone, you felt, mm. but, but what were the things? Because it was like from that point forward and I, and I don't think it was Rick. I think it was you. Right. But mm. from that point forward, it was like exponential growth. Yeah, right? it I just mean, seemed like things fell together perfectly, and things just started happening. I um, I am a person I really like. Um, what's it called? Structure. I mm-hmm. love structure. I love rules, yeah. and I. Um, so, I like to do really risky things, mm-hmm. but it, I like to have someone say, "You should do this really risky thing." Yeah. So like I would come up with this idea that I really wanted to do, but it was very risky. And just having someone else say, yeah, go ahead and do it. That made it okay for me for whatever reason I needed. Like the permission I needed. Yeah. The permission. And then I also having Rick say, um, well, I'm trying to think like the parking lot scheduling method, like stop having, um, a, a car every hour for the tech, just schedule, Four cars per day per tech. Just yeah. do it. Just do it, Demony. Stop doing your right. other way. And having someone say, yeah, just do that. I'll try anything. Right. I tried it, and it was the best thing that ever happened. I yeah. mean, I think doing that and um, also changing the way that we brought cars in in the day. So looking at every single car and doing a, an evaluation before we did any work on anything. Yeah getting those evaluations done, making estimates, talking to customers, and then at the end of the day doing the work. Those yeah. two changes, that is oh, what yeah. caused the exponential growth. Yeah, and that, that's what happened for me too, right? Yeah. And like, 
And and the other thing is like so a bunch of people come up to your shop. You they all get to see it from the outside looking in, and they see it from that thirty thousand yeah. feet. And so like there's a lot of ability to share perspective. Yeah. And like yeah. give feedback based on what they see. Yeah. Right. And it was big for the people that went, right? Because we mm. saw things that you were doing that we were doing. We're like, oh, I see that from this perspective And now. I can see why that's not working. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and also I found it's that it's that having the um, another person to bounce thing off, things off of, hearing the, the thoughts that I was having or the doubts that I was having or the struggles in my in my head that I was having – hearing another person verbalize exactly what was going on inside of me yeah, and people having the exact same problems I was. Same fears, same oh, anxieties. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah. And it also, for whatever reason, leads you, le- led me to a way to overcome those things. Like, oh, yeah. okay, this is not my own personal shameful thing. This is yeah. something that everyone experiences. Exactly. So yeah. how do we get over it? Let's move forward. Um, that was really helpful. And and having that person or someone else in the group say, oh, this is how I got over that. This is yeah. what made that work. Well, really helpful. And so now you've kind of moved forward from all that. Sort of. I'm still doing one-on-one with Rick. I never right. stopped doing that. So I, I transitioned from the groups to one-on-one. I felt like I wanted more directed um, help from right. him. Um, the group, it was really, uh, it, it was that family. And, and the only reason I stayed in so long was because I cared so much yeah. about everyone in yeah. it. And I still do. I mean, I love everyone in it right. and I, I want to know what's going on in their lives and their shops. Um, but the group also a lot of times was, um, didn't have, you know, we would meet and it would have nothing to do with what was going on in my shop. And I may really need help with something yeah. specific and no one else was having that issue. So why, why bother talking about it? So I, I really needed, I felt like I really needed someone to deal with my specific issues. I'm a little selfish. I wanted <laughs> me time. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and um, so the other thing that happened was I had... Um, how much of a story do you guys want? Uh, this I, isn't live. It's all recorded, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's hear it. Okay, so I had this. <laughs> I don't edit these things here. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like seven hours I, long. The, uh, the start, the finish, <laughs> print. Play. That's it. Yeah, I'm done. So I hired this employee. He was um, a technician, incredible technician. Uh, his first week there, he built 60 hours. I mean, he... Wow was so good, so fast. That's a red flag, dear. Yeah, I learned. Okay. <laughs> it turns out. I think that's where she's going with this, bro. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. I mean, that wasn't totally the problem, but I was just so happy with him, and I really I liked him. And um, he, at one point, he came to me, and he sort of, he said he was having a really hard time personally, really struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was very emotional and... We had a a long conversation where I understood that he may, um, that he was maybe suicidal. Um, And he asked for some time off. And I I take, having had my own struggles with mental illness and the effect it had on my life and the gift I was given by my mom to take that time and, and get it figured out, 
I was like, absolutely take that time off. Um, and I'm going to be checking in on you every day. I'm going to be calling you every single day. And if you don't answer, I'm driving to your house and I'm checking on you. Um, but yeah, do, do what you need to do. Take care of yourself. And so he, he took some time off. I called him every single day. He, I also said, um, he wasn't at his one year yet. Mm -hmm. Um, but I felt like he really, I didn't want him to be without pay because he was having mental difficulties. So I gave him, um, a week's vacation, um, or I just, you know, I gave him a week's pay and I was going to count it against his, when, you know, when he came up on a Mm -hmm. year, like a month, a month later or something. Right. And, um, he came back and, uh, he came back and gave his notice and he turns out he had spent that time partying and looking for another job. <laughs> that sucks. Sucked. <laughs> that sucks. And then he uh, didn't work his two weeks. He just didn't show up one day. I, it, I think you're probably better agreed. off. Agreed. That. Agreed. I'm, I totally agree. Right. Um, and I was just so mad. And so when I paid him out, I said, well, I gave you a week's pay for this time off, but you hadn't earned it yet. So that was an advance on your vacation that you didn't actually get yet. So um, I'm not going to pay you for the last week you worked. Um, We can say it was an advance on that week's pay, which is technically legal. Right. I was pissed. Yeah, of (laughs) course. And um, so he got real real angry and uh, filed a complaint, a labor complaint. And I, you know, responded and I won, blah, blah, blah. In the meantime, um, I discovered that he was, um, I mean, understandably really, really angry and saying really nasty things about me and about me as a boss Mm -hmm. on social media. Yeah. And um, it just devastated me. I, I, I wasn't, it like, it affected me so strongly and it really knocked me for a loop. And it made me realize that like, I was not enjoying being a manager anymore. And in fact, I hated running the business. I was just, I was miserable and I wasn't, I probably wasn't very good at the management aspect of it. Right. And so I realized I really needed to make a change. Actually, not even. I was like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm walking away. And I said to one of my techs, my uh, lead tech and my manager, hey, guys, I'm walking away. Do you want the business? <laughs> right. I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. Is that all so you need to do? Either. Yeah. You're just it really turns excited. Out, yes. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm going to send a text right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking away. You guys want the business? <laughs> I was like, it's yours or I'm just going to shut it down because I can't, I cannot do it anymore. Right. And um, my manager was like, yeah, I'll run it. And Rick fought with me and convinced me not to walk away, but I did step back. And so from that point on, he has been helping me figure out how to transition and hand over all the power to Susan, my manager. Right. And she is now running it. This summer I had to go to California for three months and she 
ran it no problem. That's awesome. Awesome. Really That's awesome. That's pretty slick. So and is she just is she getting a chunk of the business no, so revenue she, or is she just taking on owner's draw? How does that work? Nope. So it's still mine. It I it didn't like I didn't actually transfer ownership or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It sort of um evolved because I and I still go in two days a week. Um but she, when I hired her, I did say, I am looking for someone who can run the business for me. And um, like, I want to be able to go away for six months and not worry about the business. Yeah. So she knew coming in that her job was to run the business. And um, I basically, we have the idea is that once the business starts growing, mm-hmm. she's going to start getting any profits from that. Or, you know, th- that will be her. That's the threshold start. you guys set. You know, now that we're talking about it, I don't think we ever laid it out. So I don't know. And that is definitely something we should do. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe in writing. Yeah. Yeah. So there's absolutely. No like, hey, you yeah. told me this. No, I didn't. Yes, yeah. you did. No, I mean, she really just stepped up and started actually doing the match. Because up until that point, she had just been doing service advising mm-hmm. and like, when I couldn't come in, she would sort of run the place without me. Um, so instead, she stepped back and we hired another service advisor to replace her. So now she's full on managing it rather than, and her salary, she got a better salary. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. Um, and so her, her goal is to open up another shop or first a larger shop and then other shops. And my idea, and it isn't in writing, should be you're right <laughs> is that um i'm making i'm making enough to support myself and yeah. i was ready to walk away with and with nothing so yeah. as long as i can keep making a salary that supports my lifestyle i'm fine with that now, anything extra it goes to the shop however susan decides is fair because she gets to make those decisions now which has also been hard, like learning how to say, yeah, take go hands off, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, and and so the catalyst for this is interesting to me mm. because it, I got a, a Facebook message last night, and and so you talk, hold on, hold on, hold on, I can't <laughs> let this go. I got to ask this question. Okay. <laughs> what happens when she decides she wants to change the name and doesn't want to call it Curlington Garage and wants to call it Joe's Auto? I'm okay with that. Okay. So So for the first time, this is I think this was about two years ago that this happened. For the first time, I have started having to remind myself that I was just gonna walk away and that I was ready to let it all go. And so these things they don't actually matter to me. It hasn't mattered. I haven't even thought that way. Okay. Recently I some little part of my cold dead heart has (laughs) become reattached to it recently. But <clears throat> I want to not care. I don't care as long as it keeps being successful. And if it doesn't, then I'll, I don't well, know. Well, I guess sell that, my that's sort of the problem, though. Is, so let's say she, let's say she, she makes it wildly successful. Actually, she just blows yeah. it up, right? And she's looking at the PL and she says, I could have this extra chunk of money yeah. coming. In that I could use to expand, 
But instead, I'm handing it over to this person who, by own her own admittance, doesn't care. Right. She doesn't care that I've changed the name and the layout of the shop and the location and the hours. And she doesn't care about anything. But I got to keep paying this money out mm. just because she happened to have the name on the whatever, the business registration yeah. or business license. Do you think at some point that's going to cause a little bit of animosity? I a little strife there? That, okay. I think that were she to significantly change the way the business ran or the name, I think there would be a really in-depth discussion before it got to that point because... Yeah. Um, well, let's say she doesn't make these wholesale changes. Okay. Let's just say that she blows it up. Yeah, okay. And there's now three Girlington garages in the area. Yeah. And she's she's breaking. But so, every month she's having to pay out this chunk of money that she could keep or keep in the business or use for expansion. Yeah. And she's looking at this expense line. Yeah. Like we all do. Yeah. We all look at the P&L and see this random expense yeah, line absolutely. and start questioning yeah. whether what should I keep paying this out? For me, it's I taxes. Think- <laughs> and so I, I question it and go. Those, okay. Uh-huh. Let's be clear. He doesn't pay those. I do eventually, dear. Otherwise, I'd be in jail. When they show up, and eventually turn off I the will power be. And lock the doors. <laughs> if I call you, if I start tapping at your back door, like, hey, I need a place to stay. You know what happened? Anyway, <laughs> so we all look at the expense line and we go, "Why do I have this?" I'm just asking, like, if it were, if I were her, and I blow this thing up. And she wouldn't take it on if she thought she wasn't going to blow it up. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if she didn't think yep. she was going to grow this thing and double the revenue in a yeah. few years, she wouldn't take it on. So she's looking at it like, I can blow this up. I can really run with this. And now she's looking at this expense line going, this is not bringing value to the business. Yeah. So how does that conversation go? I don't know. I have no idea. In reality, I have no idea. Um, I think... Let's play it out. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'd like to eliminate this. I'm okay. Just kidding. I'm just so kidding. you That's fine. Um, you can't because I own the business. Yeah. But the reality is she can go start her own business if she wants to. Yeah. Right. You know? she's, she's really the name of the business at this point, yeah. right? Yeah. So she can... She's the face of the business. She's the name of the business. Right. Well, I, yeah, that's what I should have said. Yeah. My I mean, I think I think that would be her option. And my so her option, her best option, if she doesn't want to keep paying me, is to go and start her own business, probably somewhere warmer, because she would love to be somewhere warmer. And my option is to say, okay, fuck it, that's the end of the business, or I'm going to find someone else and train them to do it, or I'm going to do it myself. That's not going to <laughs> would you would, would you would you say her uh, would you say her telephone number again? <laughs> Don't you dare! I will uh, end you. <laughs> what are you a poacher? <laughs> I asked. We don't do any of the things that you said. We just go, hey, make sure it doesn't catch on fire. But if it does, call us, <laughs> and then we leave. Pretty much. You guys are so helpful. Yeah. Well, well, that's what we do. I don't. I feel. I feel. She has made me feel bad. She has made me Ooh. feel bad. How I'm so? like, well, because I feel like uh, um, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, I, I don't know what I do all day. Like, I don't no. run anything. Like, I show up. I pay some bills. It's a full on job. One could do. I'm pretty much in the same boat. 
I'm pretty much no, no. You metal. He metals. <laughs> I don't metal. Now, if I do metal, I usually cause problems, and then they get yeah. mad at me, and they're like, and then I distract. I metal and distract, <laughs> and then I pay some bills and leave. Yeah, I don't. I mean, that's what I do. The two days I go in, I. If there's like some kind of big disaster happening, I deal with that. Or if there's a project she just can't go get to, I'll do that and I pay some bills and I leave. So I'm also a sounding board for her. I don't know how long that will last, but you know, I have institutional knowledge that she does not yet have. Um, yeah. I am not very valuable. Well, that's what I say. <laughs> I is that how it's supposed to be? I I mean, oh, that's a good question. So so here's I couldn't do a a, a Vinny Lucido. Isn't that his last well, name? It, it Did is, I mispronounce it, it? The dude took off for like Belize. He's been gone, and he's like, "Hey, I just checked in with my manager three months later. Everything's fine. I'm gonna go back to <laughs> to Belize to uh, meditating on top of a mountain." Isn't his brother still running it though? No, no, his brother no. bounced. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he, he just started another shop. He just another shop. Yeah, he went. And now I thought he was going to go live in a van. Yeah, he's decided he's going to start another shop. I think. What is wrong Why? with people? Why do you do that? <laughs> this is such a bad you idea. You two really get along well. I mean, this yes. is. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's a terrible idea. Uh, 100% Why would you want to go open well, another shop? So, so here's the thing that I want to touch on there, right? Because we were talked about the message that I got last night. You got a message last night? On Facebook, right? Mm. Remember that? No. You, you were interrupted. You didn't get through it. Let's uh, hear this message. You get used to that after a while. You get used to it I after a while. I do not interrupt. Mm, oh, I'm he sure. trails off on boring <laughs> topics. Let's um, move on. Let's see. You keep let's redirect. <laughs> yeah, let's redirect back to something more interesting. Um, long story short, he, he asked me, he says, you guys should do a podcast on how internet reviews have influenced our industry. How does that have to do with anything? Let me get to it. Let me get to it. Let me get to it. I'm not there yet. And so he was talking about the fact that he got a one-star review. Okay. Right? And that sucks. Ugh, right? It hurts so much. It does. <laughs> and so I think for people like us, like we're really bought into that. David, he hates people. He like really hates people. So if they leave you him a one-star review, a he's like, I effing hate them. I, I, they suck. It's terrible. You don't care if you get a bad review. You're like, leave of course me another I do. One. Why would I? Why would I not care? I don't want my ratings to tank. But, but at the same the time, if Does I've it done hurt it, your heart or your stomach when you get it, I what bothers me is the injustice. So no. I have done exactly. I have <laughs> done. Saying? My soul shrivels. Yeah, dude. It's and like no, I'm no, dying no, no. I have I have done everything right. I have done right by this person. I have done right by this person, and they leave me a one star review, and there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. The what bothers me is the injustice. Like this isn't right. How do you sleep at night as a dirtbag that then leaves me <laughs> a one star review as though I screwed you over? If I screw the person over, okay, I deserved it. I don't screw people over. Like I go out of my yeah. way to not screw them over to my detriment. Yeah. 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 Yep. I. I put my business at risk to make sure I don't screw somebody over. Amen. But it hurts that people don't see that. That's what hurts me. That's yeah. what bothers I, me the most is I work so hard. Well, well, but it's not even no like for a lot of people. I'm not saying you, but for a lot it of people, it's me. like I tried. <laughs> He's talking, and it 
No, no, no. I'm saying like I, I get this all the time. It's like I tried to not forget to tighten the lug nuts. It's like okay, I'm sure you did. You tried, but at the end of the day, the lug nuts—they're loose. They're loose, and the wheel fell off. And now I'm—I've got a five thousand dollar bill in somebody who thinks I tried to kill them. Right. What are we going to do about this? Right. It's like, well, I tried. It's like, okay, nobody flipping cares that you tried. <laughs> nobody cares because I'm you not didn't saying I tried. You didn't. At the end of the day, yeah, I don't try. I am telling you, I make sure that this person is not screwed over. I got yes. a one star review from a guy. He followed me through all the review platform, all of them. Yep, I've had that. He he <laughs> brings me this vehicle and he says, "I've got, I've been approved by Snap. I've got like twenty five hundred dollars. I need this vehicle to run." And he, this is the most clapped out Jeep Grand Cherokee I have ever seen in my life. This thing was rough. Mm. This thing was past junkyard time. This thing should have been crushed. It was unsafe, and there was no um reasonable amount of money would it, that would have made it safe. I'm talking the back end, the rear cradle is rusted out, oh. transfer cases blown out, transmissions puking. That 2500 should have gone to another car. Yes. But, you know, he's got this snap For, financing. Right. Yeah, he has to. We do the walk around. We take pictures of absolutely everything. And we tell him, it's like, dude, you can't fix this car. Yeah. Like, you just cannot fix this car. And he's like, but I need to get this thing running. And I said, I get it, but go spend the money on something else. Mm. Go find another vehicle. And he's like, no, 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 man. I'm just, I'm, not, I'm telling you, like, I took, it wasn't, I left it for my service advisor. I took the phone call. Yeah. I tried to explain. I was trying to be as empathetic as I possibly could be. But I, I explained to him, like, I'm just trying to be honest with you. This is not a vehicle you should fix. I can't fix this thing for $2,500. I can't fix it for $7,500. This vehicle needs to go to the junkyard. You need to go find some, some other vehicle. I waived all his charges and diagnostic time that we had in it, all of it. I waived all of it and I paid to have the car towed back to his house. I ate the first tow. Mm. I paid for the second <laughs> tow and I didn't charge him a dime. And I explained to everything, gave him the notes, gave him the estimate. We didn't even build an estimate. Like it wouldn't even, there would have been nowhere to start. He leaves me a one-star review saying that I was insulting, that he I was refusing to work with him. It, you know, he was upset that we took a picture of the dented fender because we did a walk around on the vehicle. We do a walk around on every vehicle. What else could I have done? Mm. I, I'm not taking his $2,500. And I told him that in the response. Yeah. Like, dude, I'm not taking your $2,500. I'm sorry. Because it, it I would not have been wrong what here. was right for him. And then he would have been mad at you and left you a one-story view anyway. Because his car broke down five right. minutes later. It wouldn't have even ran for twenty five hundred dollars. <laughs> all I'm saying is that I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't try to do my best here. Yeah, I did you my did best. Your best. This, this was the best anybody could have possibly done ever in any possible world ever. Well, and he still left me a one-star review, I, but not but, just in one place, in several places. But but here's the thing, right? When I go back and think about that, the the thing that gets me. The reason that I feel the way I do is because I question myself and I'm like, did I make, like, what did I miss? Did I screw up? Did somebody say something? When did something's turn going sideways though, when you know it, you know, when this yeah. is going sideways, yeah. this is not going down the, the path, like customer turned on you, the interaction, the vibe, all of it just yeah. went sideways. So that's when you stop and go, okay, I'm going to. I'm going to overreach here. I'm going to go, I'm going to give up way more than I should here. 
I do that. Mm. Yeah. You know it's yeah. going sideways, oh, yeah. and they're like, okay, stop. I'm going to stop it from going sideways. Give her a refund. Everything. Let's tow it back. Let's give away this free repair. What do we need to do? I want to. I want to make mm-hmm. sure that this is in a 50-50 transaction. This was me giving 100%, and they are completely absolved of everything. That's what I do. And still, sometimes I, people still well, like look at you sideways like you screwed them over. But you're but, like, I didn't screw you over. I, like, we gave away a lot. But, but here's my point, right, is, is there's nothing you can do or say to combat that to them. There's nothing you can do or say to other people who they might have conveyed that to. If they buy no. what they say, there's nothing you can do, right? You're, you're stuck. And so what I hate is like, that's heavy for me, yeah. right? I, I don't sleep for a couple of nights, yeah. right? Like I get upset oh, about yeah. it. And so, you know, it was, we were in, we were at the Institute Summit in Tampa, right? And dude sitting across from us says, I opened my employee uh, dashboard mm-hmm. in QuickBooks. And he's like, holy shit, that I don't want to do this anymore. Right, like I've been through so many people. Yeah, and you might say to yourself, oh, "Well, yeah, yeah. have I, I you know, did I, did I right. call is some that of this? Because of me, right? Did I do some of this? Or is but the answer is yes, stay? though. Yeah, well, I the know. answer is yes. Well, I at know. that point, you stop and go, okay, what? I, you know I, listen, what? And like, I don't. I, I, I'm you not just to be completely delusional though to be 35 employees down and go, huh? I've been through a lot of people. It's like, dude. On the fourth person, you sh- probably should have stopped and said, How many I'm doing something have you wrong. Had? Huh? How many employees have you had? How many employees have I le- have left the shop? Yeah. Maybe five-ish. How long has your shop been open? Almost 11 years. That's incredible. Well, I keep hiring them back, too. <laughs> I just hired one back today. I just hired one back really? today. Yeah. Uh, That's amazing. And then she got mad at me. She sent me a text message. She's like, I didn't know I was going to be here by myself. I'm like, I may have forgotten to tell you that, but <laughs> but I meant to tell you. I tried. I didn't quite get to those words. Did you? Hey, did you? Uh, you did you message her and tell her? I she's... gave her a car. I said, "Hey, if you're gonna come back here, I'll give you a car." Oh wow! Did you uh, message her and tell it's her that? Nice. We're I told her it wasn't nice. It's a trash nice. car. And what's that? No, it's a it's a safe, reliable, uh-huh. but also cheap car. <laughs> Did you message her and tell her we're going to need her to bring a five-gallon can of gas over here when she gets off work? She would, too. She would totally show up with a gas. Oh, she's legit. Oh, she's awesome. She's legit. Um, I I don't know. I just – I think what I'm trying to convey is that, like, business ownership is heavy. Mm. And there's things, like, it it aggravates you in one way, aggravates you in another way, aggravates me in another Mm. way. And I can see, right, and, and I, you know, I've talked to Mike Allen a lot about this. Because, you know, he's got multiple stores. And I'm like, I don't see how you handle that emotional load. Mm. And he's like, well, I don't have to deal with it. Like, I have to be separated from it because it is upsetting. Because people, like, they attack the business. They say bad things about the business. They say bad things about me. Like, if I heard every time that somebody had a bad experience, like, I would probably not have three shops. Yeah. Probably would not be able to stomach that. How does he separate? Well, so he's got managers for the locations, and then he's got Tyson, who's... He sleeps on a giant pile of money. <laughs> yeah, that helps, I'm sure. And he wipes his tears with his $100 bills. He's like, they're so mean to me on the internet. <laughs> it's like... A- he really does, you know? <laughs> that's what they all do. But, I mean, so so that's the thing, is, I mean, that is that how you make this business 
you know, dude, we have talked about this before. You build up a certain level of callousness, and it's not not maliciously, but you just you stop caring. I don't know because every now and then, I mean, over the years, I have it come to expect. Okay, these bad things are going to happen. Like bad reviews. Yeah, they still hurt me. But now I probably am up only yeah. one night rather than three nights. Yeah, you know, exactly. I am building up that I, I learn and I come to expect the bad things. But every now and then there's that thing that just hits you. Yeah. And is just like, I I can't do it. It it's it's so it, I don't I don't even have the words to describe it, but it's like just too much. Yeah. You don't have that. Oh, all the time. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's a, <laughs> we, we talk constant. We talk about it all the time. Like, no, we're stuck. W- wake well, up. He's not stuck. Right? Well, he is now. If he wasn't stuck, stuck. Yeah. but now he's under massive. Yeah, debt with your building. With well, you wake up in the middle building. of the night. Like what we talk about the three a.m. wake up. Right. You know what I mean? You, you wake yeah. up at three a.m. You go. <gasps> yeah. You know what I mean? And like your chest so, hurts, and you're like, oh god. Yeah. Oh, god. So it's uh, so I have something. My wife gets annoyed, but I have something playing in my ear when mm-hmm. I go to sleep, and it's not. It's it just something like it's soothing and relaxing, playing in my ear, and that's what puts me to sleep. And if I if I don't have that, the thoughts oh yeah, yeah. start racing. Yeah, and you're like, oh, did I get this done? And I gotta go do this. And where's this money gonna come from? And yeah. how am I gonna get this taken care of? And my and, notes oh, app no. is like thousands and thousands of notes of like late night. Oh, yeah. I don't want to write it down. Oh my god, I need to. Oh, once oh, I write it down, it's gone, scary. and I can go back to sleep. Uh, oh, not no. me. Not me. No. If I was still listen, there, if I get up, it's I write it down, and then it's like it's it turns real. into fifty thousand other things. Well, it's not even that. It, now it's like real. Yeah, <laughs> it's not just some monster you you built up in your head. Because it's, if, it's if I don't if I don't paper. write it down, yeah, if I don't write it down, it's it's you know I'm just I, I'm getting upset over something that's not that real. Mm. I'll, and if it does, yeah, I'll does deal that with help it you at night when you're trying to sleep. That's what I play the thing in my ear. Yeah. Otherwise, it just no. Yeah, it yeah. distracts me. Yeah. Well, so I mean, like the things that the things I worry about, like did we, that client messaged and said that they had had a bad experience or something happened, right? Yeah. Did we message them back? Hey, we told somebody we we're going to do something. Did, did we, we actually do it? do it? Right. Yeah. And so, like every business has those. Yeah. And I was thinking about it the other day. I can't remember where I was, but it 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 wasn't even somewhere I was. It was that I was uh, reading about a dry cleaner that they had like these reviews and and everybody said like hey they just didn't call me back and they told me it was going to be this day and then it was this many days later the place is packed full right they're lined up out the door they're busy as can be and they've got all these reviews talking about they don't call people back and they don't do what they say they're going to do and they charge more than they told them they were going to charge right doing fine and i'm over here like freaking (laughs) out if we've got an invoice that's a penny more than it was supposed to be and i'm like oh god you know what I mean, and and that that's a that's an exaggeration. Just Why don't we refund? get recognition for this? <laughs> stressing over things. We like deserve this? medals. <laughs> but I mean that that's just it. Maybe it's all for naught, right? Like right. that's what makes our businesses what they are. But maybe it's not as important as we think it is. Maybe we're putting too much pressure. I know, on... but walking away from that. I guess it's like a moral compass walking away from that yeah. and saying, no, that's not important to me anymore. I That's an impossibility. Right. I can't let go of that. Well, so that that's my problem is that's why I'm so mean to my staff is because like, it's so important to me that these people like get the service they deserve. And, like, they yeah, but you need to think like another layer down. Like you don't want to lose reputation, social status, perception. You like... Because your your name and face, we're doing some psychology here. I, by I'm the way. into it. I love it. 
your name and face is on the business, all over the business, and you have a family thing in the area. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, those Underwoods mm-hmm. screw people over. Yeah. Now you're not just you're not just messing yeah. yourself up in your business. Now you're tarnishing dad and mom and your brothers. Like now it's a thing. Yeah. So it's a there's a bigger stake mm. there. Yes. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't have that deer. <laughs> <laughs> I I am known to be within the business, but like as long as they have shown up in the last maybe five years ish, like they barely talk to me. Mm. Yeah, and they're no, like, oh, that's, hey, that's Dave, to I, I didn't know if you were around that much. You're never here when I show up. It's like, yeah, I work at a different office, and they're mm. like, oh, okay. And the, there's detachment there, so I don't see how the sausage is made. Mm-hmm. I just the sausage. Hey, did the sausage get made today? Kind of. Okay, we'll deal with it. And that's it. <laughs> I I can't be involved in every little detail because I will turn into yeah. like stressing over every little nuance and hey, I wouldn't word it this way and hey, how, what do you mean we charge them an extra hundred dollars? <gasps> mm. It know, sucks. Right? It sucks. It yeah. sucks. But recognize why though. The stakes at hand. They're and, much higher for you. For you. Yeah. yeah. So that's why you have so much stress. So how do you fix that? I, you know, when when I had someone who was pretty much managing the business like you described, right, I felt a lot better about it, mm. right? And and there wasn't that big of a mess to clean up when it was all said and done, right? I'm sure there's a mess somewhere that I've not found yet. But, I mean, the point is, is that, like, that was what took some of that stress off. Yeah. So maybe that maybe that's got to be – because, I mean, you're so blinded by emotion, you're so blinded by the emotion that, that you will tank the business, mm-hmm. right? Like we talk about emotional discounting. You will tank the business yeah. trying to do what's right. And and I think that's why when the technicians in the group get so pissy, like it upsets me so much because it's like, dude, I would effing kill myself for these guys. Yeah. I would go to the end of the earth to make sure they're taken care of. Anything. And and yeah, they think that every shop owner is trying to screw them over. And yeah. I like the majority of the shop owners we know are like that. Right? Like, I've seen you cry over your technicians. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, uh, you, you know, uh, uh, Tom Shear, right? Yeah. The whole deal with the, uh, I don't know if you heard the whole story where he hired somebody and and he just like was trying to be supportive and yeah. he asked the wrong question and it turns out the guy had things that legally Tom shouldn't have or couldn't have uh, or, and all this like stuff unravels and dude was just trying to be a good human being. Yeah. Just trying to take care of somebody. Yeah. And it's like, Sometimes it feels like as a business owner, everything in the world's out to get you. Mm-hmm. Everything's coming at you, you know? Yeah. It sucks. It sucks. I, I need a manager. I will say having Susan, <laughs> she is that buffer for me. I yeah. feel better about the business. I Well, like I said, my heart's starting to warm up to it again because I have that buffer. I'm not, it's not all on me anymore. I know that when there's that angry customer or when there's that bad review, She's going to be dealing with it, not me. And maybe I'll hear about it afterwards, but she'll have taken care of it. Right. Or she's looking for my advice on how to take care of it, but it's her who's taking care of it. It absolutely makes it so much more manageable. Uh, You know, I get out here yesterday, and David had to come get me and give me a ride from the airport, right? (laughs) What a good friend. And so, like, I'm listening. I am a good friend. You are. I would have left you. Epic. I should have left you. (laughs) You probably should have. Um. 
It, it only took 45 minutes of a drive for you to get the, I hate this new airport out of your system. So, you know, <laughs> it's, a, it's only 30 minutes. There's a lot of people. Things that were moving There's around. There's a lot of people. Yeah. I like my circle drive, the, the whole circle thing. And then, you, I don't know. I, it's the exact it's same gone. thing as the old airport. The old airport was just a circle. It was three lanes and then a little spot for you to park. And the, but because they made it straight, everybody freaked the f out and said, "I don't know what to do here." It's the same thing. It's the same thing as every other airport in the country. Right? And okay. now it looks like every other airport in the country. But it was the same thing as the old airport, except that one just went around. This one just goes straight through. Uh, you know, I, I listened to you yesterday handle clients, right? The ones that called when we're in the car. And he's got to answer because Juan's out, mm-hmm. right? And dude, he is like so dry and so brash with them. Mm. And like, they're like, oh, oh, okay. And he's like, no, actually, well, what we did was we actually washed the underside of the car. We, we washed the car. <laughs> we washed the car. And the guy's like, well, it's still dry. I, I, I understand. But what I'm telling you is, is we washed the car. <laughs> and so like it, may, it may still drip for a little bit, but I, I promise you it's nothing to worry about. I washed the car. Maybe he didn't do a good job, but I washed the car. <laughs> Maybe he didn't do a good job. And I'm like, and this dude's like, I said that. he's like, he's going back and forth. And the guy's like, oh, uh, well, uh, uh, oh, uh, okay. Right. He's by scared the, of you. Right. By the time it's said and done, dude's no, like no. intimidated by. <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't like that at all. Go back and listen to that call. Can we, hey, will you download <gasps> it? We can listen to it. We can listen to it right now. Well, I think we have the technology. We do. It, it wasn't like that. <laughs> I, I have. I, I have two kids and you get you develop your dad yeah. voice and the dad voice is hey I'm done messing around like this is this is enough mm. you don't have to scream but there's a sternness to your voice and you know I've had to tell Juan I'm like hey put your dad voice on call this customer <laughs> <laughs> I, listen see I, that would not fly where we're at no it would not fly in, in I, I've got to say now, sweetheart, listen, yeah. the situation is... is You put your mom voice on. Right. It did leak a little bit, but we got it washed up and taken care of for you. But I tell you what, I give you my word. If you continue sea drips, you bring that thing back and we won't That's make what sure. I said. That's what I told them. Listen, I'm telling you, we washed <laughs> it, okay? And because we washed it, I know it's not a problem. I wasn't combative. You make it sound like I was combative. I wasn't combative. I was matter of fact. Come back. Show me where it's dripping. Yeah, exactly. Show me. That's, I didn't say that at all. <laughs> We should download the call. It, it was dripping all over. He said, I'm like, yeah, it's probably in the frame rail, like all the oil because it sprayed everywhere. It was terrible. I he, mean, it makes sense. He's too honest it's for his the own delivery. Good. Because it, like in his delivery of it, as you just said, his delivery of it is, is well, you know, I paid him and he was supposed to wash it. Whether or not he did wash it, I don't know, but he probably just didn't do a very good job. <laughs> I was telling him the truth. What do you want me to tell you? <laughs> I like the truth. I, the truth. I was matter of fact with with him. I was matter of fact. Juan's the same way. You know what? And like it, it's it's almost uh, I, that's not true of all customers, but there's a portion of customers that they walk in and they're like, "I'm going to see if I can control this conversation." Mm-hmm. And there's a volley back and forth. But if you let them control the conversation, like. All of a sudden, you're conceding to all these things, and you're like, "Okay, I'll do an oil change for free." Oh, okay, I don't, and you're I like, don't agree. No, no, no. Let me dictate how this is going to go down. But I mean, you, you don't have to take. You don't have to take a a stern approach to accomplish that. 
I wasn't stern. You're saying I was stern. I was a matter of fact. That's not stern. I was just stating facts. Does this sound stern? You were far more stern. Yesterday. I was not. I was not. He's lying. <laughs> we should we should listen to it. I'm I'm convinced we should listen to it. You don't you don't feel that if you take a softer approach with customers that they'll just bull rush you? No, I'm certain that they don't. I find that um customers who try and bull bull rush, if you sit back and let them do their thing, uh but stick to your guns and take the time to explain it. I mean, if you stick to your guns, that's all that matters. But there is like, a, I, my style is gentle and patient and calm yeah. versus stern and uh, aggressive or whatever. I, I don't have a dad voice. I have a mom voice, and I think. Here's the thing is if you get into a situation where someone will not respect, right, then at yeah, that then point, the, that's then not that a conversation client. is over. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll, I take back to the, the guy who did the chargeback, right? And it was it was literal chargeback fraud, right? Without a doubt. And and before before he had any issues at all, dude had done the chargeback in the parking lot of the shop before he drove off with the car. And and like you could listen to the calls. He was he intended to do a chargeback from the word go, mm. right? That was his intent. Is I'm gonna I'm gonna do a chargeback, right? And so the first sheriff's officer calls him and says, "Hey, we're we're gonna file charges on you." And what does he say? He said, "Uh." Get bent. I don't care. Do whatever you got to do. And the second sheriff's officer calls him and calls me and describes the conversation. And he said, by the third time, he said, my mom was a bitch. He said, I explained to him (laughs) that I would be at his house at 9 a.m. And that with me, I would have a sheriff's deputy. I would have a pair of handcuffs and I would have a warrant for his arrest. And I made it extremely clear why that was. Because you did a chargeback before you even picked the vehicle up. That is theft of services in the state of North Carolina. I am processing a warrant for your arrest. And this dude called and apologized every way from Sunday and begged me for a way to pay me. Right? But that sounds like he was the stern dad voice guy. But that's what I'm saying. If if there are times that that's all that oh, works. Yes. But that's not the kind of client I'm going to work for. No. Right? Like, I'm not, I will, I don't tolerate that well. Yeah. I, I've got a temper, right? And so the best thing for me to do is it's time for you to leave. You need to get out of my shop right now. Yeah. I had a client one time tell Alex that um, her place was in the kitchen. And what? he got carried out on the front porch, right? <laughs> because like he was like hardcore disrespectful to her. Lucas is a big boy. And when you're a big boy, like you can go, you can ratchet things up to physical pretty quickly. Yeah, I can't do that. I cannot either. I am not no, going to go beat that's up not people. Ever like, an that's not a thing. Look, as long as you don't see tears running down my cheek, you're okay. You see tears running down my cheek, you might want to watch out. I'm just saying that my I don't let it get to that point. I usually lose patience very quickly because if they're like, I'm like, listen, this is how this is going to go. That's why I let Juan handle most of it. <laughs> but you get to the point like i don't have a mom voice i'm not a mom yeah. i have no yeah, idea yeah. what that is like i'm just saying the only way i can get through it is put my dad voice on and i go this is how it's gonna be i'm sorry yeah i, don't I know mean what to tell it you. sounds like it's similar in the end it's this is how it's gonna be yeah it's whether you let them the run approach. themselves out or if yeah. you cut them off it sounds like maybe no I, I mean i try to answer their questions i let 
uh, as long as they are reasonable, logical, um, you know, I, I try to take a, I try to be as patient as I can. Yeah. The minute they, they start acting stupid and you're like, I, I just explained this to you three times. Let me explain it to you a fourth mm. and then we're done here. I, I don't say that, but the tone is it, there. Yeah. yeah. I, listening to you yesterday though, right? Like I was annoyed. I had to take the call because Juan was ducking that call. He well, knew what was coming. I understand. I guess there was my, oil everywhere on that truck. My my point was <laughs> is that like hearing you take that, if I had if I had expressed myself in that way, I would have felt bad about it. Right? Really? Yeah. Like if if but we didn't do anything wrong. I didn't say you did. Anything I wrong. went even above and beyond and washed the flipping truck. <laughs> I, it was the triple check to make sure we didn't leave it with a leak. It, it was the fact, like every time he talked. Right. What I picked up on was every time he talked before he could finish what he was saying, you were telling him why he was wrong or why it wasn't a, it wasn't because a he was wrong. Well, I understand that. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just pointing it out to him. I understand, but he didn't get, he never got to say his piece. And so like I detected at the end of the telephone call, he was satisfied at the end of the telephone call. Oh, okay. Mission accomplished. But he felt frustrated that he wasn't hurt. He felt like he wasn't being listened to. Yeah, I could see that. I do feel that uh, I probably ended with him feeling that frustration. Hey, yeah. Or did it end when when the call ended? He, you could hear that that little bit of man, like why was he like that? I just I was just trying to talk to him, right? No, and, no. In the no. same respect, I think you 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 put this guy a little too uh, no. But, but I, when I, he, I will say, I I know this guy fairly well. He was in my BNI group. We had one to ones. He was a, he was the chapter president for a while. Like we had a lot of conversations. I know how he is. <laughs> well, I can understand that, right? Okay. And and that's a that's a big part of it. Well, yeah, right. That's a big part of it. But I, I guess what I'm saying is is like it almost seemed like he felt like he wasn't heard. Yeah, and but I wouldn't want to do that to somebody, right? And so like. You know, I, I, that's one thing I've learned is the active listening thing, mm. right? Like we do these panels, and when we do these panels, I, I keep telling the people that are on the panel, like, hey, don't try and think about what you're going to say next. Right. Listen to what they're saying, and then think about what they said and form a response based on that. Mm. Don't be thinking about what you want to say next because it'll, like, lead you down the wrong path. And so I'm just saying from the outside looking in, I heard you you already had your mind up about what you were going to say before he finished saying what he was going to say. So like midway as he starts to stop what he's saying, he's like getting to the end of his sentence and you're already repeating back what you had already thought out in your head you were going to say. Yeah. I didn't want to take that phone call. <laughs> I don't think you understand. <laughs> I was so... <laughs> so in the end... <laughs> I was so annoyed that I was on that phone is. call with that guy. I'm, just, I'm telling you, Juan saw that number and said, nope. I'm going to let that one go to David. Because he knew it was coming. The guy... And we probably... I don't know if we told him sufficiently that, hey... We, we had a local little, line loose. We had a boo-boo. No, no, no. The, the, the tech tried to reuse the clip. I'm annoyed at my tech because I mm. bought new fittings, but he didn't want to take the old fittings off. I don't know why. He just, I don't know why. He just decided he was going to reuse the old fittings, and the clip didn't hold. Mm -hmm. 80 PSI of fresh hot oil came spraying out of the radator because oh, where the fitting just went, kunk, <gasps> and then 
and two or three quarts got sprayed all over that engine and suspension and everything. The best part of this, the best part of this, (laughs) and I hope she hears this. (laughs) Now, Heather is at the shop mm-hmm. and she's cleaning up all of these oh, messes. No, she no, no, no. Know happening. And so he tries a second fitting that he happened to have in his, in his toolbox. And he's like, Hmm, I'm going to use this fitting here. Tried that one. And then fresh hot <laughs> oil oh. and, and everywhere at 80 PSI. Which you, tag? But you bought new fittings. Bear. Why would he try a second fitting? Well, he calls he me and he goes, box. I don't, it's, the problem sometimes we have at our shop is that he doesn't read the flipping ticket. <laughs> if he had read the ticket, he would have seen oil cooler lines, fittings, mm. oil. And he would have gone, oh, look, I got new fittings, look, here, fittings here sitting on my part show. <laughs> but by the so time he, he calls got me, there, the radiator was already in. So no, we were doing oil cooling. Okay. So he calls me okay. and he's like, "Hey, I need fittings for this thing or clips." The clip, like when I took it off, it went boing and it went off into space. I don't know where it is. And he's like, "I tried this other fitting, and he's like, it's just not working. It's leaking, and I need new fittings." And I'm like, "Okay, let me look it up here." I'm like, "This fitting's on the on the ticket." Is there Are something wrong the with the? That, yeah. And he goes, "What? <laughs> <laughs> the fittings on the ticket? Read the ticket. Why?" And he's like, "Oh, so you want me to replace this whole thing or just use the clip?" Oh I'm like, "Dude, replace the whole thing. That's why we bought them." And he goes, "Okay," and then it's fixed. Mm. But then he had to go, and so he didn't clean the truck, yeah. and so he left it, and then it was like leaking everywhere, and it looked like it was a leak, and then now we're freaking out going, is this thing leaking? Is it not leaking? So then we had it car washed, cleaned off, tested, rechecked, driven, rechecked one more time, all of that, and then the guy still calls me, and he's like, hey, I'm seeing drips <laughs> on the ground. <sighs> Did he know about the debacle or he just saw the drips? I don't, that's, what, that's what a, I, I feel bad because I don't know that Juan told him. Okay. And I don't know that I told him to tell him or make sure he knows, right. hey, he might see some drips. As long as we prompt them, it's usually not a big deal. Mm. It'd right. usually be like, hey, we told you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that's the biggest thing is you have to communicate. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't just let it slide. You absolutely have to be talking about those you things. You can't forget. I don't think anybody tries to let it slide well, intentionally. It's like, but it's like you, you know, today we had a deal where somebody had taken a vehicle somewhere else, and and part of our closing statement is is you have to let them know about the warranty. Now, here's our warranty process, right? If you look, you'll have one of these hanging in your vehicle. 1-800 number on the back. Give them a call before you have any work done. If it's something we've done, it'll be covered. If they don't cover it, give us a call. And if it's something we've done, we'll take care of it, right? No questions asked. Mm-hmm. But if that doesn't get said, they see a flyer hanging up on their mirror and they're like, they take it down. Yeah. Right. Trash. And they don't pay any attention. So now this lady goes and has a battery replaced, $750 to have a battery replaced. She they, wants you to pay for it. They want all this testing and they want all this stuff paid for because this battery we installed in November has got a bad sell in it. And it could have all been solved with explaining the warranty process before they. So left. my warranty will cut them a check. Up to the dollar amount that they paid us, even if, if they you, don't call the warranty. Even first. if they don't call first, yeah. You, you and and usually you can pull that off, but you're not supposed to. No, no, yeah. They're usually extenuating circumstances, yeah. but I've I've had maybe one, yeah, 
Do you Claim. your warranties? Do you cover t- things like tires, uh, Tire. batteries? Mm-hmm. So usually that's going to be out of your own pocket because the warranty is not going to cover that. What like I this have one? A factory was, Motor Parts they have a five year warranty on their batteries, free replacement really? nationwide. Wow, that's awesome. That is awesome. So yeah. I do I do three thirty six on the batteries. Yeah, because they, we've got a thirty six month no questions. Yeah, yeah, we do too. Napa. But oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and then. uh Tires, I just road hazard everything. I put a fee on it, and it goes into road hazard. So, Do you also, second question about warranties, uh, is rust, rust not an issue for you? Is it an issue for you? Oh, it's yeah, an issue. Sometimes. It's more of an issue for me than it is for him. Yeah. yeah. So we, um, we have been warrantying it, but I'm just curious how other shops are dealing with during COVID, uh, people driving their cars less, brakes rusting to the point, because Vermont says... In order to pass state inspection, you can't have more than a quarter inch of rust accumulated, or, yeah. like on the surface of the surface material. of the rotors. Yeah, so that's, that's a lot of rust. A quarter inch. Oh, I mean, it's, like width, right? Is that what yeah, you're talking yeah, about? Yeah. Oh, width. Yeah, like so. If there's oh, maybe it's a half an inch. If there's a quarter inch on the inside and a quarter inch on the outside, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not thickness. Oh, okay. Um. So during COVID, we would we replace people's brakes in June. They come back for an yeah. inspection in November. Into the mic, dear. Thank they you. come back for an inspection in November, <laughs> 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 and they need new brakes to pass state inspection. Yeah, well, and and so we yeah we we I would one hundred percent eat those. Yeah, I mean we would I, too, but I, I well I would not. eat the labor. Oh no, and I would actually throw we started those suckers saying back into the box. And ship them back to the parts store. We have not. We and have, I would eat the labor. If if, yeah. if you're over, you know, six months at that point, like you got to drive your car. I can't. I can't make you drive your car, and they will not tolerate. And because I mean, it would be every set of brakes. Like it was every of, set of brakes. Yeah. yeah, I've got a bunch of people who are from Florida, and they come up and we work on their car, and then they leave it sitting for six months, mm. and so it rains and it snows and it rains and it snows and they it, leave it outside. Yeah, and then the oh, next thing them. you know. Like mm-hmm. you've got a, a rotor that's got a big rust spot in it and they take it and they drive it. And they're like, the brakes are making noise. You just did brakes. Well, the the pads would literally rust to the face yeah. of the rotor. Yeah. And so now when you drive, clunk, 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 every time you hit the brakes. What were you I doing? I can't do anything about that. So what we, first we covered it and we realized we were going to go out of business. So we started, uh, we would sell brakes and we would say there's a three year, 36,000 mile warranty on these. However, you have to drive a minimum of 12,000 miles a year. Yeah. So if you don't drive an average of that, and if you don't drive an average of that, and your brakes go bad, the warranty doesn't cover them. Yeah, mm. exactly. Or and and you know I cover friction material, right? A lot of people say, hey, like Mike Allen, he's got a five year hundred thousand, and he's like, I will cover everything except the friction material on your brakes. Oh, I will cover hard parts, but I will not cover friction material wearing out. What about rotors? Rotors wear out too, though. Well, that was that's what he's considering. Oh, he considers that friction material. Friction material, right? Because they make I, contact. I feel like technically that's not friction material. Well, I mean, yeah, I think it's it a, is. It's a wear right. item. It's a wear item right. because it makes yeah. the friction material makes contact with it, so the with friction it. material touches it. Yeah, and it's making friction against the rotor itself. So that is friction material. Well, because he put a st- yes. whoa, kind of cockamamie five year hundred thousand mile warranty. I'm going to do it on everything. That is amazing. Do it on everything. What? I'm going to do it on everything. I'm going to send you the bill. <laughs> I'm not paying it. It'll get paid next to my ta- tax bill. 
I had a, um, when I worked at the dealership in my nightmare job, I had a old, old timer come in and he was, he had like, I don't know, 70,000 miles on his car. Mm -hmm. And he heard another advisor selling brakes to someone and he said, young people these days, they don't know how to drive cars. I have 70,000 miles on my car. I have never replaced my brakes. They don't know how to drive. <laughs> I know how to use my transmission to slow my car down. <laughs> Guess what he was in there for? <laughs> Third transmission. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he never replaced oh, those brakes, though. <laughs> that's it. Miss Demony, thank you so much for being here. Thank you ha for having me, This was me, a Lucas. lot of fun. We'll Thanks have for to do this me, David. Again. It was really fun. I loved it. Yeah. I, it, this is the first time you two have met, isn't it? Yeah. I watched a video of yours once. One time. It was like a hiring video. Is that you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I oh, think, yeah. I think you recommended it, actually. Yeah. yeah. Good. Didn't help at all. Thanks, so. Oh, no. Yeah, that yeah. is going to get edited out. That's <laughs> <laughs> my joking. first edit job I, I ever. learned everything I know from you. <laughs> first <laughs> edit <so> job. <laughs> I, I got your hire video. It was click. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then you take great out of something else amazing. where she said great at some yeah. point. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Changing the Industry podcast. If you enjoyed the show, do us a favor and leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to set it to automatically download the latest episode. Our efforts with this podcast, the YouTube channel, and the Facebook group wouldn't be possible without the support of our awesome sponsors. So please take a moment, check them out by clicking on the links in the show notes.